0: Good morning, everyone. I don't know about you, but when I'm putting in work, I need a good coffee break to help me get through the rest of my daily adventure. This is Coffee Break, a bi-weekly recap episode getting into the heads of the players and their characters, discussing what they just encountered the previous week. So sit back, sip some good brew, and enjoy.
1: Welcome to Coffee Break. We're going to talk about episode three starting right now. So the first question I got for you guys is... Uh, we're going to start with character moments. So, there was a few separate character inter- interactions that I want to ask about. And let's start with the, one of the big ones, which was Kaladin and Thalanil. So, Thalanil sits down at the tavern, yeah, he puts does. a beer across from himself and Kaladin, and says, hey, here's a little bit about me that you need to know. And, uh... Joshua, what did you think about that interaction? Did it help you understand him more?
2: I don't, I don't think for Kaladin it was... So the, the understanding part is helpful. The other thing that comes with understanding him is context. So obviously, like, okay, yeah, I, I know you more. It's helpful. But it also means, okay... Your actions for Kaladin, it's like I need an explanation for your actions to some degree. You know what I mean? It's like why why? And so there is an element where it's like, yeah, I understand that a little more. I don't think Kaladin's thinking about it like a kumbaya, we know each other deeper moment as much as like, okay, that's we needed that so that I could I could emotionally move on from that interaction at the cart.
1: Maybe it removed the offense.
2: Um, yeah, maybe. Um, it it at least it at least said, I think I think it at least said, it showed that Thalno was willing to. Uh, exp- <laughs> I know this group better. <laughs> i almost <said> expose himself. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Thalno is willing to be vulnerable for the sake of engaging Kaladin. Like there was. You know, this, this happened to me. This was true. Um, I mean, obviously, it, it meant a lot more because there was a, I don't know, the brotherhood expectation. Mm-hmm. So that was.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask about that next, <laughs> which was it seemed that Calida needed to push back on that sort of analogy, for lack of a better word. Uh, Thalonil's trying to draw this parallel to say this is why that I am reacting so strongly to you to this situation. So did that carry any weight, or maybe that was just one more blockage that Kaladin had to sort of set aside in order to really, you know, move on, as you said.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I I think that whole it was very clear that Thalnil had an expectation for Kaladin. Kaladin was not meeting that expectation and that gave a lot of color to why that was true and i i just i think that clarity was helpful you know obviously in the conversation there were ways in which kaladin had to say you know i hear that but what you will find in me is not that you know it's like you won't um you know whatever you us rushing off the battle or uh, being the, the brothers that never separate, that whole idea in, that's in your head that you grew up with. I, you know, I just met you. So that's not, a, that's not a thing that exists for me mm. right now. We got to start with trust.
1: And speaking of which, one thing that I noticed Kaladin said was, hey, one kind of stipulation that I need to put on you know, joining you is that you're not just joining me, you're joining us. And was that an important note for you yeah
2: i think i think kaladin up to this point does not feel like Thalanol has respected the group and in some ways it makes sense that Thalinel wouldn't respect the group because he was looking for kaladin but i think um you know there's just a there's a truth that exists where kaladin sees the group as his brothers as his family and if Thalinel wants to join Kaladin, he needs to not just suffer the group, he needs to want to join the group.
1: Mm. Embrace it.
2: Embrace the group too. Okay. So that spice w- girls. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm seeing it now. He's gotta he's gotta own that. Billy
1: Butcher. Yeah. I feel like there's a place in Turkey <laughs> <laughs> for that. Yeah. One of the arcades I'm sure. Um, opening that question up to the group, so Kaladin kinda, you know, invited everybody to give their input as his friends. So How was that for your character? Some characters seemed kind of was like, well, it's up to you. And then some characters kind of put their wisdom in. How was that? Were you expecting that? Did it feel natural? And then where was your character coming from in whatever advice that they gave?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's Blake's decision to make whether we go find Kaladin's mom or not. And I didn't really have any wisdom at the time. we're on this journey together, so if that's what we're still doing, then we do that. If we want to not do that, that's fine too, and we can go try to figure out praxis and blood and all these other things we have on our plate, but I think all those things can be done at the same time we go to seek out Kaladin's mom. So, But it has to be up to him whether we go down that journey because he's the one sacrificing the most by turning against Wes
1: Right on. I definitely got that from Blake.
2: It's interesting, though, because Kaladin... Kaladin would be in a very different position in that he sees it just as much your decision as it is his. And I get why Blake feels that way. It, it's just Kaladin's like, yeah, we, we're together. So if I can't just choose to go I can't make these unilateral unilateral decisions that affect the group without the group being okay with that and he really wants No, I
3: think that's what Blake was saying. He was saying, We're behind you, we're with you. Yeah. But you have to decide if we want to find your mom. It's
1: not our mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Kaladin feels like it's our mom? I know Kaladin's in a very wee <laughs> sort of mood, you know. So <laughs> uh, I don't know that Kaladin feels
2: like it's. Uh, I think the thing that Kaladin's struggling with <clears throat> is should <throat> should or does he care about finding his mom? Oh, like yeah. his mom has not been a factor in his life for his entire life. I think the thing that's pushing this is um, the, obviously the rift between him and his father. Um, all the stuff that's happening and then the growing distrust of West leadership. Gotcha. Um, He was,
3: he left his father because he found out that he lied to him his whole life about who his mom was. Yeah. And then he finds out she exists and he's like, eh, maybe not. I don't, I don't know if I really want to do that.
4: Yeah, I mean, shaped a little bit of him
3: what do you mean like he left everything he's known because he found out this news so then he finds out that she actually is a person that we could potentially meet and he's wrestling with the idea of does he want to actually meet her
2: 100 percent. yeah yeah i mean that's there's consequence you're you know the decisions you make the things you introduce in your life all have consequences i think calvin's knows that and has been taught that and this is this will have a consequence whatever that consequence is introducing a parental like your mom into your life Mm -hmm. that you never knew uh i think he's just trying to decide is that something at this point in my life Mm i need to pay
4: sure
5: it could be a disruption as well what about just like the truth of your paths though also forget your mother just finding out what actually happened
2: yeah and i i think that's there i think all of those things are there Mm -hmm. I think he's um he's maybe emotionally stunted at being able to deal with what's happening inside of him. So there's a lot he feels and he's it's not like he's like this unbelievably emotionally intelligent person who's uh I, yeah I think he's very intelligent but I think these are really complex emotions that he's he's having to deal with and I just yeah, I think he's just trying to work it out. He's like, do I want this? I don't know. Do I want this? Is it easier to just not go through with this? Maybe it is easier. And, and you know, we could just go do something else and I could forget about it. And this complication that sits inside of me uh, can go away. Um, so I think that all of that is, like, happening. I think, ultimately, Kaladin does want to find his mom. Hmm. But I think it also scares the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and he basically asked Thalano, "Hey, can you just let me go through this process?" Yeah, that's one of the things I heard, which was, you know, "Hey, just so you know where I'm coming from, I need some space to process this." Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Seems like there was a, a mutual understanding in the form of a goodbye forever handshake.
2: <laughs> um. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I love that moment though. I thought I thought it was a cool moment of role play. Uh, the whole scene. The whole scene. I, I just loved the scene. I loved everything about the scene. I loved what Kaladin ended up saying. I loved what Thalanal ended up saying, how we said it. I just, like, going back and listening to it, I just, I loved the scene. I just yeah. thought it was. And then that, like, that, like, gesture, which was a goodbye forever yeah. to the group, <laughs> was just, uh, I think, very meaningful and is the, I'm, I think, is, I'm hoping is the start of, like, a, a brotherhood between out That's
1: good that's good um, there was another good conversation that happened that I want to highlight which is that it seemed to me that Erdo and Berg kind of connected um, how is that for your characters and maybe what do you feel like you connected on you're part of the same party but it seemed like maybe part of the common ground was that you feel strange like kind of strange in this party
5: yeah I think probably 10 sessions ago Erdo wouldn't re- have recognized it But now he recognizes that he has a hard time communicating with everybody, and he saw that same hard time communicating with Berg, or with Berg with the party, and and Erdo felt it was easier to communicate with Berg on a certain level than it was with the party, and kind of recognizing that Berg was having that hard time uh, wanting to opening that dialogue, I guess, with Berg.
6: Yeah, it was... Gosh. Berg was not really on the verge of leaving necessarily, but he was super discouraged of the overall scheme kind of leading up into that conversation mm-hmm. of how the party, the direction the party was going, what the, how the party treated other people, right. all, all sorts of stuff like that. And I think the conversation with Erdo was like, oh, like someone gets it. Someone understands that life is precious, life is valuable, balance is a good thing. And it wasn't like, and it was also, uh, it was a fun kind of twist at the end there, um, how uh, Berg didn't understand half of it because he was speaking in Celestial, but <laughs> the, Erdo's laugh made Berg kind of like see the, like, the joy in yeah. uh, Erdo specifically, uh-huh. so he was really drawn to that.
1: That's really cool. Uh, I think that laugh made an impression on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool too to see a character who has been a bit maybe reserved or stoic or just strange, which is Erdo, you know. And then a laugh is like it brings such humanity to a person.
5: It's so true. So, were you you were just holding that in? Like, I, I, like when, since we started, I was thinking it would be fun for Erdo to like because I always wanted him to not be able to communicate well, mm-hmm. but to always have his own inside joke with himself. Like anytime he <laughs> says something really naive that is funny for us as people, for us as players erdo actually gets it you know there's there's he does he has that fourth wall breaking where he actually gets the humor in it but he's like ah these these characters don't understand it but it's still funny that's good to a point i almost had that with with thomas's first character being able to share that um because i feel like i'm kind of treating celestial as erdo's first language and common as a second language almost and and all of his inside jokes and his thinking is celestial and when he talks to uh, Blake then he can kind of explain the joke
3: yeah that was good
1: uh, yeah let's just loop in the revelation that Blake can <laughs> understand Celestial now like yeah. whoa Like, <laughs>
3: I feel like it's too high of a language for Blake um <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna get high a lot is that what we're saying like like have to get that
1: <laughs> no like
3: it's like an elevated like it's like it's, it's like, way oh, too I'll fancy for uh, him uh, uh, yeah yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah yeah
1: it's yeah, like yeah, goblin
7: yeah, makes yeah. sense or like <laughs> right right dwarvish <laughs> i understand but I don't then even celestial
3: like, might be a little what is going on
1: Maybe it's just high in the way that you acquired the language (laughs) Yeah, he's still buzzing from it Yeah I think think it's Celestial very
7: like poetic Sing-songy, you know, beautiful Right, not Blake You know, like when you talk, you automatically harmonize with yourself Or something Exactly, (laughs) the first thing he he says is like
3: Kaladin, check this shit out (laughs) (laughs) I fucking speak
5: Celestial, dude (laughs) Er, Erdo didn't even know there were vulgarities in in Celestial You're welcome (laughs) Wow It
7: was be I, no, <laughs> you no, know, no! It's like he's like speaking another language. He's like da 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 shit da 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 You know, <laughs> he, goes, he goes right back to it's, common it's for common the customer. It's like Spanglish. it's yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You get
3: the get what I'm trying to say.
2: Celestial common, Comestial. <laughs> common, That's
7: funny.
3: It'll be fun because in the first part of this, when uh, Thomas's other character was talking to Erdo in celestial. I, w- I don't want it to be the same way with Blake. Um, so hopefully it's a benefit to the party that right. Blake mm-hmm. can speak Celestial.
1: I think it is neat to uh, tie in that uh, before Erdo had a friend you know, in the group because he could speak Celestial to them. And it was uh, Thomas's character, but then it sort of, I don't know, it sort of switched. So there's almost like a, a better like network within the party now. Like that connection wasn't totally lost, which I think is really cool.
7: Mm-hmm what i really like about blake something that i think you're doing really well is you like you built your character like i remember when we were building blake and you were like when i hit i want to hit hard like that's what i, I want to like all the feats all the ability scores is toward like i want to hit and i want to be able to do it from like a mile away which i think what can happen is you can have like a really stunted role play kind of character mm-hmm. but you've done like i just feel like over the last 3 5 or so sessions you've just found these little quirks like swapping out the salt shaker for the skull and then you put the salt shaker in in place of one of the cubes cubes or i don't know what you what you, what you considered the swap was the wings or the cubes <laughs> but nonetheless you just have all these like little quirks That's like fun yeah engaging charming really you know i i've heard a lot of people say blake's their favorite Yep. And I don't I don't think there's any stretch of the imagination as to why, you know.
2: I think Blake's my favorite.
7: He he hits hard in combat and then he hits hard in role play, which is fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah. And but then you can't
7: uh, you can't look at me while I'm encouraging you. I'm I don't right, like it. I'm right here. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Stop it. Stop I talking it. about <laughs> me like this,
3: <laughs> you know, he says, Urdo, tell him to shut up. <laughs> This is the voice of God.
5: <laughs> oh, no, I don't like it. I don't, want it. <laughs> I don't
1: want it. I don't want it. I'll just jump on the bandwagon. Something else that I love about Blake is that whenever the conversation is really heavy, then he brings the lightness Oh, he to sure it. does, so man. So it's like hitting hard, but Comic also, relief. yeah. Golly, a soft we need touch. that. Yeah. So,
2: You're definitely not going to get that from Kaladin.
1: No, it's mm-hmm. just serious. Yeah, it's really good. We do also get some from Ben, though. Ben's some, great. Yeah, some humor, which I really appreciate. So, speaking of Finn, uh, he went to look at the job board and came back with some ideas to appear wealthy. Uh, what do you think for him is, like, an ideal job, and then what is it on the board that you feel like that really caught his attention? Yeah,
7: dude, you, you shared, like, 5% of what was on that board, which is fine. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was the right time, but...
0: Yeah, uh, I think for for Finn, he's, he's looking for... He realizes that, you know, with the loss of Arugula, um, you know the The group, although Erdo has some money that he's he's kind of shared that he has money, um, I do not <laughs> oh, that he does not have but he does have money um, uh you know, I think he's just looking for whatever jobs may be available for the group that the group would be really good at, um just thinking about the skill sets that we have, so whether it's uh um you know tracking somebody down, uh doing something very s- sneaky, uh doing some reconnaissance, things like that. Um, you know, I think he, he's looking for an opportunity for the, the group to get, you know, quick money um, and, and also anything that would be of interest uh, to either himself or the party's kind of like overall bigger journeys that they might have. Um, you know, one of the things in particular jumped out for, for Finn that he was interested in was this uh, shipment coming from Quillroth. And uh, that's something that, you know, he definitely wants to be involved with. And he told the group. Um, and there's a few other things he has to share, but I think he's just waiting for the moment to to, to share it with the rest of the group.
1: Do you think he's the kind of person who would uh, go off on his own, or he needs the party to kind of get on board with that?
0: I think there's certain things that might be uh, something that he would maybe try to attempt going on, on his own, but I think for the most part, he's he's wanting the group to to come along in some capacity.
1: Okay, so Fen's looking for an opportunity to. I kind of like cross a lot of roads, right? Like get a job, find out about you know his backstory, you know, get some money, mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yeah. Um, one one of the reasons I asked if you'd go off on your own is that it seems to me like we just crossed a certain threshold in this campaign, which is at the party split for the first time. So. Oh, that's. Uh, true. Did you
7: even think about that? Like. I didn't think well, about I it think, like that. I mean, obviously, I knew we split, but I didn't think about it like that.
0: Yeah, because I think there's been other occasions where we've done <laughs> splits where me and Blake have gone off and, and yeah. done certain things. And uh, I think we have split before. It's usually when we're in a town.
3: We I split th- earlier in the session when Arugula went off by himself. Yeah. With Berg. Tucker and, or Berg, sorry, Berg went off by himself. <laughs> I get him really confused. Some of their actions are
7: c-
4: kind of similar. <laughs> 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 That's true. That
7: feels a little different, though, because when Berg went off with Thalinel, it was just I mean, I don't know if I set the scene up well. It's a babysitting <laughs> journey. But spatially, they were probably only like, yeah, just in weren't. the middle of the arcade. Uh-huh. Whereas, so they weren't you know, far. The two, yeah, they were right there. It so. was like you go on in.
2: Uh, we'll yeah. be in after you kind of flow. Yeah,
7: like could see the door at all times, or mm-hmm. at least like the building. But at the end of the session, when they went off to go mm-hmm. look for Tucker, it was more like, you know, higher, much higher risk at night. You know, don't know what's, you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen you know
1: exactly and i mean in a city a lot more things could happen and i mean mm-hmm. uh, the session ends where there's you know possibly going to be a conflict and the whole party's not there so to me that's part of the danger which yeah. is that i think that
3: plays into the fact that we're all playing this game for the first time like you guys are going to bed <laughs> so we'll go check out where this kid is sounds like a normal thing to me to do but in i guess dnd world bad guys show up
5: randomly <laughs> at and bedtime you get in fights always and stuff. why do they
7: show up at bedtime
1: <laughs> right right battles <right. laughs> i just know
5: erdo's really happy that he has a pacifist with him you know yes. when there's about to be a conflict oh, by oh ourselves. my god and we oh, can god. he can he can have a dialogue he can talk we you about the situation can uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. i
1: can't wait for this dialogue you seem to be i concerned. can't
2: wait for the first battle when we all hide behind a wall?
1: We won't even be there for it. So and we fine. just... There we, won't, there won't
2: and, be a battle. And Berg Berg can go in by himself and have a conversation. <laughs>
7: oh, man. I'm looking forward to it. I need to stop getting attached to characters.
1: <laughs> for real, though. <laughs>
7: the problem with me, my biggest weakness, is that I like your your characters mm. and the story. I need to just hate everything you guys put together <laughs> and then you
2: can
0: kill us, I mean, in, kill, in, us in, easy. kill us easy Ber,
6: berg's not just gonna go and like kill himself in the situation for them yeah, um yeah. and I'm, I'm just super confused as to why the
1: party's so like nonchalant about life i like that though i like that about berg yeah it's a good tension i feel like that a lot of D groups don't necessarily have right it's just assumption that adventuring equals killing things yeah so i like that this is like Attention! It feels realistic. Well, and
7: that's a we talk about this in our in our podcast investigation check. But a problem with like uh, yeah, ding ding ding, let me pick that up off the floor. I'll, you just drop put that. The, right put the, <laughs> we'll <laughs> put, we'll put the link right here. We'll put the link right here. Invesi- <laughs> click this link um, But we were talking about like a problem with the with five E mechanic is you get experience points for killing things, not for getting mm, the treasure. That's right. And so there's just sort of this baked in belief that like I got to kill the thing to get experience points. I don't think we're like. <laughs>
3: From our, at least since Berg knows us, we haven't like outwardly just gone out to kill things nope. for the fun of it. have not one bit. Nope. Those no. lightning bows nope. definitely not at all. shot first. Yep. Everything we've killed has been in response to them attacking yeah, that's us. That's true. Everything has been. Uh... So I don't, I still don't get like this whole. We, I mean, there was a lot
2: more oh, we situations did some crazy prior stuff. to Berg's well, entrance podcast, into our group. Yeah, but yeah. There's, guys were but there's, there's nothing that we've done so uh, far. So far that has been like a direct affront to life itself. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: maybe that kind of activity leaves a mark on you that Berg can read, maybe? I have no, a couple marks no, on no, me that no, can no. You're, You're making, be making stuff up now. You're making uh, stuff no, up. No, Ber- Berg. <laughs> <laughs> Magic and mysticism, what? Stretching. Get that out of my game. Berg's, Berg's
6: opinion is definitely based on what's happened with him in the party. Oh. So, like, like that's 100%. Okay, okay.
7: Um, yeah, wait. I mean, I, can, I, I can back up Thomas and say that he's playing Berg well and right okay what does yeah what are we talking about though splitting the party go back to well,
1: that well okay splitting the party yeah uh well it sounds like that the answer i'm getting is that you didn't really think too much about it which to me feels cool because it's a it's like a realistic it's honest adventuring yeah. i'm just learning how to be an adventurer and yeah. this is just what happens you know yeah. uh it doesn't have to be a rule that you don't I think split it's, the party it's just this is what happens i think it feels do.
2: more unnatural not to split the party in certain moments oh, totally. Like, <laughs> like if you're going on a um if so someone like Kaladin's about to go on a night reconnaissance mis- mission where we're you trying to pronounce s- that re- reconnaissance <laughs> sorry re- reconnaissance mission i don't think um i don't think he's definitely not going to take the one that he doesn't even know um and taking taking him feels like a liability too. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, sorry. He, he's a reliability. He's a, he's, re, he's a reliable, reliable. liability liability. Um, yeah, it's an interesting
3: concept because we're coming back from just crushing a stealth mission. Like we were all like in the thirties on our stealth checks, like just dominated, got a couple cubes, got some wings. And now it's like you guys split the party though. Like,
7: Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> Good for us Because we did well We did really yeah, good We did really good We bring the guy well, With his yeah, But now let's pretend it up. Let's pretend Tucker goes to his true form And he's uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a demogorgon You know And now all of a sudden What was balanced For five characters Is now met with three And Well he better
3: roll high On that perception check uh, Because we were stealthy as book, book. Yeah, yeah. You go through
7: the window When you realize You're
1: in the upside down All of a
3: sudden
7: That's a problem there you yeah, go. It, it yeah. a like, problem. I
1: like the I like the point That you're making Um which is that um, sometimes splitting the party means that the people who are not good for the mission stay behind. So that's actually a great point. Yeah. And there was actually quite a lot of discussion to try to get certain people to stay out of that mission. Yeah, it was a little right? bit of a fight
7: with Berg.
6: A
1: little, almost,
6: yeah. Again, he just wanted to make sure that y'all weren't going to go kill Tucker, which is it's very in yeah, it's line with what you might do.
2: Yeah, to- but that whole in- interaction, it's like if you really think about it you know Berg like there's I feel like that played out exactly how it should have you know it's like wh- why would you come yeah, like no, I don't know it was great I think it was honest what you think you think like you show up and three days later we're family like no I don't, <laughs> I don't know you I don't
1: cross-reference you know,
2: Thalinil
3: it was inside of you at one point though you felt him in there
1: <laughs>
2: he, he was at the very <laughs> beginning um
1: there was a moment too where Kaladin was saying hey since when do we route all of our decisions through this new person who oh yeah these two new people who just showed up right yeah yeah yeah. yep which I think is appropriate because sometimes as players we know each other and you implicitly have a say in the game yeah
2: you just think like you come in and you're a part of everything in the party it's just not realistic it's like Berg's got to spend some time you know I think he built some trust at the beginning when he first met right that whole thing in the cart, I mean, we haven't talked about that. That was, that was not, um, or at least that's, um, you know, that was potentially detrimental. You mean mm-hmm. when he found the lightning bugs? When he found the lightning okay. bugs. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't, you know, Kaladin, Kaladin is like, I don't, this guy is, you know, I guess he doesn't know. Like, it's just like, uh, that, it's, it's it seems inconsistent. Yeah. It's not all good. It's not all like mystic and wisdom, um, so or mysticism and wisdom. Wisdom.
1: Maybe he's a disruption to your plan. Well, yeah, order. I mean that
2: was, yeah, yeah. And the card like, just tell us. Sense an issue.
1: Um, one, a couple more questions. One, Anthony, uh, DM, you Uh-oh. said that certain characters, right? You talk about characters and that you need to not get so attached to them. But I do want to take a moment to ask. Have you had a favorite NPC so far? And Turek is going to have, I think, a lot of NPCs. So there were some fun ones. So did you did you enjoy? And maybe also, which one was like the most challenging to do?
7: For the campaign as a whole, or just the podcast, or this session?
1: Uh, let's do this session since we're talking about this session.
7: Oh, I think the bartender was probably my favorite to play. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, loud, obnoxious. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you know, a lot of. NPCs, because I know where they're from, what their motivations are, what their story is. I have to like <clears throat> empathize a lot with that NPC and like get in their shoes and make sure that I'm, you know, Thalonel is like a high maintenance NPC. Like mm-hmm. I know his backstory very well. I know what he's been through. I know what he's thinking. I know what his plans are, you know. I also have the curse of the f- knowing the future. And so I know what's coming up. But with somebody like <clears throat> the bartender, um, there's like a, You know, you don't need like a really robust backstory like that. I don't Mm -hmm. need to know every year of the, uh, and so I can just kind of be, I know where he's from. Gotcha. I know why he started the, and I can just kind of have fun with it, you know? And I don't have to be so filtered. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be so careful. Gotcha. I can improvise a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know? There's a lot less like angst, maybe a little bit, like, oh, I don't want to say, you know, a thalano. It's like I could say the wrong thing. I could say something too soon. I could, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But a, you know, with a barkeep or something, you can just kind of just go for it, yeah, you know, yeah. and and have fun. So
1: I think we all felt that.
7: <clears throat> that it's so just, good. It's nice was, to have a the, little. The bar, NPC. the bar the barkeep was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> not a
3: not a, not creepy creepy Travis.
7: Oh my
2: gosh, creepy Travis! I actually like Travis. I like him too. I
1: I'm like glad him. that he's getting some love. To- Please talk about that because we moved on so fast from that interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope
2: he's somebody that will come back <laughs> if, at some point. Well,
0: I yeah. N- <sighs> I I just enjoyed this story. I I enjoyed watching Anthony go through, uh, do the role play for for the story. And I was just thinking about, I was thinking back to where you, you know, like you read different books and you read of these um, travelers that tell stories. And I was like, this is exactly what I would imagine, right? This is what's happening. They're just so dramatic. And I think there's an opportunity that I'll, um, you know, try to bring up to the party to to see if we can have more engagements uh, with this person but i, mm. I just i like i liked them. i even though can, the group he travels really to care follow us and record our yes. exactly. <laughs> and, uh, there's uh, not a bard in the party right now is there stay, stay 50 huh? feet not behind a bard us <laughs> in the party right now there's
1: no there. bard in the party <laughs> some, that's some a different party
7: i don't love your comment because sometimes you think I can stretch myself and role play and do something that I'm not overly comfortable with because this is like a burner NPC, <laughs> yeah. like here today, gone tomorrow. But nope. To hear you say like, yeah, "Let's find him," and he should, <laughs> and now I'm thinking, like, it's like oh my oh god, no. for like the I'm next going- five months of my life, I'm doing this. <laughs> Ooh. And I'm like, I thought it
2: was so funny when you were like, um, you, you were in. I don't, I'm going to make up a voice that wasn't his, but it's like you were in this voice the whole time. The whole time I knew you, you were in this voice, and you told the story in this voice, and then we we're like, we're done. It's like, oh, okay. We're we're done and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. he's like, all right, yep, that's that's all you get for a goal. <laughs> I was like, who, who are you? <laughs>
6: go away, which, please. Which for your NPC, when you join our you know party, you can just use that for the majority of your Ooh, conversation. There I you mean, go. I mean,
7: I mean, it's kind of like you know, like a preacher might have a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, like a yeah. pre- like a preacher yeah. voice. Yeah. But as soon as they get off stage, it's like, oh yeah, thanks for coming to this. Yeah, thanks Good for time. Thanks, <laughs>
2: thanks for being at the service. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I kind of was playing off that. Like he has his like
7: storytelling.
0: I I feel like you knew it was a possibility though, because no, it's in the job post. No, it's in the posting board. No, we can hire him. <laughs> We're yeah, gonna I hire a him. traveling <laughs> bard. Oh, uh, that's how much, how much Travis
7: how much does this guy cost you're, you're making assumption that there's one bard in tour that's true that's true
1: <laughs> no it just
0: said it was a, a bard that bards know each other oh snap. oh they
1: definitely do uh, but let's speak speaking of travis i want to ask one more question which is the content of the story right we also moved on very quickly from what he was trying to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that what did that mean to your character Flying beings in uh yes well it's
2: pretty jarring for for me to a degree for Kaladin because it's Westline, right? Wesselhein is fallen is the word that was said, right? Yeah. It's like Wesselhein is fallen. Westline is fallen. <laughs> um, so there's the there's the like, oh crap, my home is fallen. Then there's the practical side that says, Okay, if we stay on this journey, we'll be there soon. Like it's like that's where we're headed. There's no And if it's fallen, it's already gone. <laughs> so it's like there's a practical like uh strategic side though it's like okay well, we'll my mom's already captured practical my <laughs> home is gone
7: practical <laughs> that's super, super sentimental <laughs>
6: huh it it kind of confirms the because thalon i'm pretty sure thalon had already said through the amulet when it like initially sparked up once the poison air had gone or whatever that the unseen had taken over gale hall so it like confirms that piece of information that thalon had already given us so it's like I
1: don't know. Okay, so it sounds plausible. It's not just Barting. He's not just putting stories together to get your coin. Unless well,
2: unless Donald's just uh, lying. But Well, I mean, it, it for at least this group, it's 100% plausible. I mean, we watched monsters come out of a portal Truth. at the end of last season. You know what I mean? It, and then he says there's monsters flying, and they went towards Wesselheim. So it's like okay that's where they are at like that's a, how, how often does that happen uh, yeah it's yeah. like that makes it, it makes sense cool, yeah. cool like out of everyone you tell that story to we're probably the only ones that will say like yeah okay gotcha. cool <laughs>
1: yeah coincidence yeah, that's yeah, yeah maybe you're right maybe maybe it's a statement that you guys didn't think it was that far-fetched right yeah yeah that's actually a really great great point who else would be able to just be like okay cool now what do we need to do yeah yeah. What's the what's the next? What's up? the plan? Yeah, what's the next right thing? Cool. Well, my main question there was just did it register emotionally because I didn't get a lot of emotional response from everybody on their characters. So think,
6: wasn't kaladin the only one there? Because I know yeah, Berg kaladin wanted Kaladin's to listen. The
2: only one that knew it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but he didn't have
6: he didn't have gold, so he was like, you oh, know, sorry. I right. told, but <sighs>
2: kaladin came back to the table. I don't know if you were there. I don't. At the table, I don't think I was at the table, but I, I, was, I came back and told a, s- a summary. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
3: for 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 the party though, I don't think any of us really have. I mean, maybe Finn would have some kind of tie to Westleheim. Yeah. Like Blake's been in Boglow his whole life. Yeah, Erdo's been on an Island. Berg's been in the of vast. So Westleheim falling has really no effect yeah. on the majority of the party, other than
2: and, the guy and, that's been leading us this time. And Kaladin's not an alarmist, so I hear it, I process it, and it's like, okay, we're headed there anyways. Nothing we could do about it from here.
1: Okay
5: so I think Erdo's grown up his entire life being taught that the world is falling anyways and it's getting worse and worse and worse mm. Mm. and you also have then, like a
7: dichotomy between Wesselheim and Valaspire. yeah
5: so it's so it's obvious of course it's falling it's yep.
7: it's supposed to that's that's prophesied
5: that's that's what's going to happen mm. Mm. no, no then, surprise yeah. that it would start yeah. there yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's gotcha. good wow what would we do if that you know finale didn't we would all just be like what Wesselheim's <laughs> not destroyed like this world is so unrealistic <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait to see who this uh, curly horn guy waiting in oh, bedrooms is. Yeah, and the dialogue that's about to happen there. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm very, I'm
7: very concerned about what uh, Berg and Erdo do.
3: Berg's done this before plenty of times. It's Travis's
5: true form, and he's just going to tell us the next part of the story. You mean Tucker's true form? Travis's. Tucker. Creepy Travis. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Creepy Travis's true form. <laughs> 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 okay all right i can't
6: i'm so glad that berg well my second player is there to hear about the first player's backstory um removing it from what berg knows but like i'm are you assuming you're stoked. gonna get how are, are you backstory? gonna get that out
0: you, uh, the, he's gonna tell him a, a bard story who he literally is, he what do you mean he literally asked Where, where's, man? where's man? the blue one who
4: is this blue guy you speak of
3: <laughs> tell me everything oh I, you wow. know
4: about you, him i, I, tr- I
2: the... trip and then i fall on him and i move my elbows around in his lap until <laughs> he gives me the information <laughs> that, that, that was nice. <laughs> for that, information. <laughs> says i have the wrong room that, <laughs> i'm in the next room over. <laughs> oh, oh sorry to
6: intrude oh, is this room, <laughs> is this i room understand and like he that. leaves the room <laughs> <laughs> my my apologies uh, <laughs> i can't wait i truly understand y'all are the worst <laughs> oh, um, and side note, why did you make me move the vegetables with my elbows? Clearly, I was going to fall <laughs> with, my, <laughs> with my forearms. It was, and your, move them it was out. your low performance check. It was. I didn't have a low performance check. It was like a twelve. 12. It was a twelve. I, I thought it was a dexterity check. It was I both. He it. had
7: him roll both. <laughs> You see, in the slur of vast, <laughs> <laughs> when you're digging in the snow, you don't want not to true. get frostbite on your <laughs> on your fingers. fingers. No. Oh, that makes sense. So it's, oh, snow. Oh, it's that's a whole technique. No, no, to I get
2: it. Use. I love it. It's not. Your elbows. It is not. You just I love it. Two and you elbows. This is a lie. I love snow. the fact that all of us were looking at Thomas and saying what were
1: you doing? And then he, but the whole time Thomas is looking at Anthony and he's like, what What? have you made me do? (laughs) And then once he discovers the lightning bugs, everyone's, he's probably thinking, why aren't you guys doing this? Oh, (laughs) Kaladin was not
2: surprised in that moment. Kaladin was like, yep, makes sense. What? For lightning bugs or the elbows? The The lightning bugs. The fact that there was something hidden in the cart. The fact that what we were doing wasn't, perfectly normal and not shady after everything that's happened i don't think Kaladin oh, was surprised i mean goodness. that it was lightning bugs yeah that was like okay that's interesting
3: right we go and thinking oh he stole the cubes but then it's like oh he stole the light he bugs. stole the <laughs> lightning bugs i was like oh interesting
2: that's, that's oh, worse I but think. It, it makes it makes sense yeah, it was it wasn't as jarring as as maybe broad enough to be. Oh gosh. Innocent, Innocent life, what <laughs> a Innocent life. What are you going to do with oh this part, guys? You guys don't care about life. You you clearly
6: don't. Like.
2: <laughs> and they're just
1: laughing. Ah, uh, dead things. <laughs> All right, well, tune in next time for Innocent Life.
6: It's okay (laughs) for innocent
4: life.